What's up, everybody? So good to be with you guys. Hey, my name's Jake. I'm one of the youth pastors here, and uh, so glad to be with all of you guys tonight. I just want to say I genuinely missed all you guys um, over these last couple weeks. I genuinely missed you, and I'm so excited to be back with you tonight. And I'm really excited to open up God's Word together. Would you be so kind as to grab the handout that's underneath your seat? Grab a pen and um, just as an act of faith, would you just be ready to take some notes um, believing that God exists and that he rewards those who seek him? And so I just encourage you to uh, take some notes and uh, hear what God wants to say. As I was praying about tonight, uh, just these, I just recently did a, I sat down with one of my good friends, Bo Flores, and we had a chance to talk about the idea of worldview. And all worldviews, it's kind of like this comprehensive conception of the world, how you view the world, basically, from a specific standpoint. There are a lot of different worldviews. I believe that there's one truly foundational worldview that aligns with reality, um, and that's the Christian worldview. I would love to give you lots of reasons for that, but we were talking about worldview, and we're, uh, every worldview tries to answer a couple questions. So I wanted to like just let you guys know, put the cards out on the table, where I'm coming from, and I believe the Bible's coming from with answering some of these fundamental questions. So I'd encourage you to write down some of these questions and write down the answer to these. So number one, where did we come from? Uh, who created us? Anybody, anybody got the answer for that? God. Nice work. Who created us? Okay, how about this one? This is a big question. Why did he create us? There you go. <laughs> so good. Why did he create us? Why did he create us? That's good. For his glory, that we would glorify him and enjoy him forever. That we would glorify him and enjoy him forever because we're made for relationship with God. It says that we, we're not made for ourselves. Our lives are not just about ourselves. They're about him. Next question is, what's our problem? Yes. The Bible's answer is that ultimately, foundationally, we're idolaters. That means we worship the wrong things. We give the wrong things glory. We magnify the wrong things. And so the problem is sin. We're rebellious against our creator God. What's the solution? That's the next question. What's the, how do we get out of what's wrong in this world? What's, what's the solution in the biblical worldview? Yes, I would say that Jesus' sacrifice accomplishes forgiveness for sin, for our sin, and then the indwelling of God himself in our lives actually destroys sin. So we stop sinning. Right? Wow. So Christ's sacrifice atones for our sin, but then God's presence inside of us destroys our sin. That's good news. And then another question that worldviews try to answer is, what's our destiny? What's our future? Can I tell you something, CA students? One day you will stand before God and you'll give an account for your life. He'll hold you accountable for every action that you've taken. And based on what you did with Jesus, it'll decide your destiny, either with God forever in heaven or apart from God forever with hell, in hell. Not because God's mean or bad, it's actually because he's good. Because he refuses to let any unrepentant evil destroy goodness, 
destroy his goodness, destroy his creation, destroy heaven, destroy the earth. You will be held accountable for your life, and it's only through the sacrifice of Jesus that we can be prepared for that day. Those are some questions that a worldview tries to answer, and we want to continue to root our worldview in the scriptures. Will you say a prayer with me? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your grace. Would you speak to us through your word tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. Happy New Year's, everybody. Happy New Year's. I love New Year's a lot. I love dreaming with God about what this new year could be. I love that. How many of you guys like New Year's, like kind of New Year's resolutions and habits and all that kind of stuff? I love it. My New Year's resolution, I went on a missions trip to Uganda one time. It was really awesome, and I went because I wanted to hang out with these two amazing people who were really on fire for God. I just wanted them to run off, rub off on me, and it worked. They're awesome, and one of my friends, his name was Edson, he just had this phrase. He was always saying it. He was just always saying, Jake, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you. It was just this powerful phrase. It was just Edson, that's what he says. I'm here to serve you. So my New Year's resolution this year is to say to my wife, Noel, at least five times a day, Noel, I'm here to serve you. 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 Especially as we get ready to become parents. We're about to have a baby boy. Come on. Um, I'm just, I just want to say to Noel and to my, my son, I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to serve you. Tonight, guys, see you students, I want to talk to you about the habit, the news resolution, the most important one I could, I could ever dream for you to take up in this new year. And maybe you don't consider yourself like a goal person, like a habits person, like a New Year's resolutions type person. But let me tell you, even if you don't consider yourself that kind of person, the scriptures and God still call you to be wise. They still call you to consider the fact that you live your life the way you live your days. And so it's calling you to wisdom. I love this this proverb, Proverbs 4, 20 through 27, write it down if you want. Proverbs 4, 20 through 27, it says, my child, pay attention to what I say. This applies to all of us, whether we're a goals person or not. Pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For guess what? For their life to those who find them and their health to one's whole body. And it says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet. That means think about what you're going to be doing. Think about your actions. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or left. Keep your foot from evil. So whether you consider yourself like a goals person or not, the Bible's still calling you to be wise and to think about your actions. Remember, one day we'll give an account to God, and he loves us so much. So what's this habit that I think is so worthwhile? Hebrews 4.16, you can write that down, it's on the screens, it should be on the screens coming soon. Hebrews 4.16, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. The habit I want to most encourage you this year is to boldly come into the throne room of God, to boldly come into God's presence daily to access the presence of God because we have access in Jesus. How do we do this? How do we access it? How do we experience it? What does this look like on a regular basis? I'm so excited to share with you from God's word tonight. Wow. 
let us come boldly before the throne of our gracious God. Okay, a little illustration. Um, how many of you guys are, would be stoked to be invited to go to the Super Bowl? Anybody would be excited about that? How many would be more excited about the halftime show than, than, than the Super Bowl? Okay, cool. So, so use discernment in watching the halftime show, by the way. It can get a little inappropriate, so use discernment. Talk to the Lord about it. But either way, imagine it, it costs a lot of money to go to the Super Bowl. Imagine you have the opportunity. You could sit Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady again in the Super Bowl. You have the opportunity to go sit right behind Tom Brady, just be right in front of greatness. You could go. Somebody pays your ticket for you. I don't even know how many thousands of dollars that would be. Somebody pays your ticket to go. Maybe you'd be more stoked about the halftime show. Cool. You're still like really close. Somebody pays your ticket to go sit right there in the front. So, so this is thousands of dollars, right? They give you this, this ticket, and you could go. And then the day comes, the Super Bowl comes, and you sit in your room, and you watch it on your TV. Or you forget, and you don't even go. Would that suck? That would be dumb, right? Listen, see students. The thing is, is even if somebody pays your ticket to be able to go to the Super Bowl, you still have to get in your car and drive to the stadium. You still have to get out and probably go through some security. You still have to go find your seat. You have to go stand in line to get a, a bad hot dog or something, right? You have to go do these things to access what's already been purchased for you. CA students, can I tell you this? You have been purchased the greatest ticket to the greatest thing ever imaginable. Through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you can enter the presence of the living creator God. And yet so many of us skip out and don't access what's been purchased for us. CA students, through the sacrifice of Jesus, we can actually come into God's presence. It's a whole thing. In the Old Testament, the Holy of Holies was this place that God dwelt, and only the high priest could go in there once a year, and God's presence is so beautiful and so powerful and so holy and so other than sin and evil. If you just waltz in there and you're not who you're supposed to be and you're not holy, you die because it's like the sun. It's like you get too close to the sun, you just disintegrate, right, because it's just too other. It's too powerful. It's too holy. That's like God's presence. But through the sacrifice of Jesus and his holiness, we can actually come into the presence of the living God. We can come boldly into the presence of God, and we'll re receive mercy and find grace to help us when we need it the most. Jesus paid your ticket into the presence of God. Go to the Super Bowl. Go into the presence of God. One time I had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. and go to the Capitol and the Rotunda building at like 10 p.m. at night. I should not have been able to go there. I was in a choir with 100 dudes, and we were doing this like kind of missions trip thing, and we got to sing these worship songs in the Capitol Rotunda. I should not have been able to be in there. I should not have had access, but I knew a guy. I knew my choir conductor who knew a guy, and so I got to go in the Capitol Rotunda. I know a guy named Jesus Christ, and I can go into his presence, into God's presence, because I know him. 
you have access to God if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. But how do we access the presence of God? How do we actually experience it? How do we get in the car and drive to the Super Bowl? How do we actually experience this? Why am I talking about this? Here it is. We do this through the spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines such as Bible reading, such as prayer, such as fasting, such as silence and solitude, celebration, confession. This, all right, here's the point. Write it down. The spiritual disciplines are how we consistently access God himself and his transforming power over time. The spiritual disciplines are how we get in the car and drive and actually go experience what's been purchased for us. The spiritual disciplines, guys, are how we consistently access God himself. Don't give up on God if you haven't tried consistently the spiritual disciplines. Maybe you're like, I just don't feel him but you're not investing anything into the relationship. I just don't believe in him. Have you tried to seek him and get to know the person? Don't give up on God if you haven't sought him with all your heart. Listen, the spiritual disciplines help us not just, not just feel good about ourselves and some self-help thing. The spiritual disciplines help us know God. They help us know God himself intimately. Guys, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a personal relationship. I'm talking about a person you can know. The one who formed you in your mother's womb. I just memorized a verse. You know what it says? It says this. Um, from, the, from the beginning. From, sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting this right now. And now the Lord says, the one who formed me in my mother's womb to be his servant, who commissioned me to bring Israel back to him. The Lord has honored me, and my God has given me strength. He says, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. You will be a light to the Gentiles, and you'll bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. Did you know before you were born, God formed in you a purpose over your life while you were in your mother's womb? And you know what the primary purpose was? It was to know a person your creator, your creator. Come on. I'm serious. The spiritual discipline is about knowing a person. All right, guys. So the spiritual disciplines help us access God's presence. What's so good about God's presence? Why are we talking about God's presence? Isn't he just always here? Isn't he just always around? Yes. And there's more of him to know and experience. What's so good about God's presence? Woo! Let me tell you really quick, and this is just, we could just talk for a long time right now. Just this morning, guys, I was listening to the new Jeremy Riddle worship album, Live in the Prayer Room. Please listen to it. And guys, I just, I was just worshiping the Lord. It was just unpolluted, pure, holy pleasure. It was just joy. It was just like, I'm doing what I was made for. I had that experience this morning. Psalm 1611, write it down. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. What's so good about God's presence? How about joy and pleasures evermore? Who doesn't want that? Psalm 63.3. 3. 
How about this one? David wrote, because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. What made David say that? Your love is better than life? What's better, good about God's presence? There's nothing better than it, actually. Psalm 84, 2. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. What made him say that? Don't you want to know? Don't you want to know what, what was in the psalmist's head? In his heart? And he said, oh, my soul yearns for God. My soul longs for God. It's ultimate satisfaction. That's what is so good about God's presence. What else? Luke 7, 21 through 23. Write that down. Luke 7, 21 through 23. At that very time, Jesus cured many people who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you've seen and heard. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. You know what's good about the presence of God? You can be healed. Everywhere Jesus went, he brought healing. Your heart and your mind and your soul, your scars can be healed by Jesus. That's what's so good about the presence of God. What else is good about the presence of God? How about Isaiah 43, 7? Everyone who's called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Listen, you were not made for yourself. Your life's not about you. It's about God. And your life's only going to make sense once you understand that. Your life's not about you. It's about God and his glory. So when we, what's so good about the presence of God? We come into our destiny. We come into what we were made for. We know our purpose. We know him. God himself is what we were made for. How about 2 Corinthians 3.18? Write that one down. What's so good about God's presence? And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. What's so good about God's presence? How about that it transforms us from the inside out? Anybody need some transformation in here? I need some transformation. Come on, what's so good about God's presence? How about that we're transformed? Okay, how about this one? This is my favorite one. Isaiah 6, 6 through 8. This is an encounter with the presence of God in the throne room. What happens to Isaiah? Aiden, you can come up here. Then one of the seraphim, that's an angel, flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, CA students? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am. Send me, God. Whoo, how about what's so good about God's presence? We're forgiven and we're sent on mission. Whoo, the number one problem every single one of us faces is that we sinned before a holy God. And there's one solution for that, and it's the sacrifice, the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. When we encounter God in his presence and we repent of our sin and we believe in him, our sin is washed away, and then he sends us out on mission. <laughs> Thank you, God. See, students, listen. Listen. Guys, accessing God's presence, this is about something bigger than you. This is about something bigger than your life. 
This is about, this is about eternity. This is about the people around you. See, students, this is about a bigger story. Your generation needs you. Your friends need you. Your family needs you. Your city needs you. Your country needs you. This world needs you. This is about a bigger story. This is not just about you. You need to access God's presence because the world needs you. Your generation needs you. Rise up, CA students. Rise up and be who you're called to be. Rise up. You're needed. There's a story that we're all living in right now. And you're needed in this thing. You're needed in this thing. Don't scoff at that. Believe that. That's what God says. You're not scoffing at me. You're scoffing at God. Because that's what God says. It's bigger than you. Access God's presence this year. Drive to the Super Bowl through the, through the spiritual disciplines. Don't let it just be purchased for you and you put it in the trash. Come on. It's the very presence of God that we can access. Be thinking right now as I wrap up this talk. What's my action step? What's my action step? What am I going to do in response to this? What am I going to do? How am I going to be devoted? You know, Isaiah said, I sent my face like flint. You know, that's like a hard rock. I sent my face like flint. I will not be dismayed. I will not back down from what God's called me to do. Rise up, CA students. Rise up, you as individuals, but also us as a community. Don't take no for an answer. Say yes to the Lord. Psalm 139, 17. How precious are your thoughts about me, O Lord. They can't be numbered. Did you know that? Did you, did you get that? Psalm 139, 17. How precious are your thoughts about me, O Lord. They cannot be numbered. Did you know God has thoughts about you that cannot be numbered? Like the grains of sand, he loves you that much. God thinks about you all the time. And when you access his presence, you tap into just some of those thoughts about you and about those around you and about the world that he loves so much that he gave his son. What? So the spiritual disciplines we're going to focus on in this series are the basics. Bible reading and prayer. Bible reading and prayer. We're going to get practical because faith is practical. Can I get an amen? Faith is practical. Can I get an amen? This is not just philosophy, which there is that, but it's also action. Faith without deeds is dead, James says. So don't give up on God if you haven't put your faith into action. All right. The five P's of Bible reading and prayer. The five P's of Bible reading and prayer. Get ready. Write them down. This is part of your action step. I want you guys each to check off each box. I want you guys to have a plan this year. So first P is plan. Have a plan. I'm reading the whole Bible in a year this year. I've got a plan. It's on the Bible app. It tells me what to read every day. That helps. Instead of just like, what should I read today? You're not going to do it. Have a plan. There's tons of plans on the Bible reading Bible app, right? You can do it that way. You know, there are plans in the Bible. All this stuff. Find a plan. Have a plan. Second P. Place and time. Place and time. Have a place you do it and have a time you do it. Does that make sense? Pretty simple. You guys are smart. Have a place and have a time. Third, people. Have people that are doing it with you. Have people that are keeping you accountable. How are you doing on these? Are you checking these off? I have this. I have this. 
Maybe, maybe some of you do not have this at all. Do it. If you're like, I don't believe in God, I dare you to try. I dare you to try this and watch God show up in your life. P, plan, place and time, people, purpose. Know why you're doing it. Guys, remember, it's not just self-help. It's knowing a person. When you open up your Bible, say, God, encounter me. I want to know you. We do it to hear the voice of the Lord, not to just become academically smart, which is great too. So know why you're doing it. On one hand, it's like, yes, to know God, but also know your why. Know why it's important to you to know God, to, to be reading your Bible every day. I want to know, know God deeper so that I can fulfill the call of God on my life. And so I'm reading the Bible. Five, perseverance. You need perseverance. I'm not going to shy away from the cost. Guys, you're not going to feel like it sometimes. But Jesus is worth it. Tough it out. Don't, don't be formed by feelings like we just sang about. You can step up and handle it. Persevere. Take up your cross, even when you don't feel like it. And read the word. Pray. Plan, place and time, people, purpose, perseverance. So what, what of those words that start with a P have you got nailed right now? And which ones do you need to accomplish? Which ones do you need to check off? Think about that right now. more thoughts and then we'll be done. Exodus 33 11, one of my favorite verses says this, Exodus 33 11, you can write that down if you want. Inside the tent of meeting, so that's God's presence, inside the tent of meeting, the Lord, so that's God, the creator, would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterward, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. Joshua would linger in the presence of God. And I don't know if any of you guys know the story of Joshua, but the dude conquered kingdoms. He was strong. Why? He was under great leadership, and he was in the presence of God. He accessed the presence of God. He drove to the Super Bowl. He read his Bible, right? He spent time with the Lord. Do you need power for, your, for the calling of God in your life? Answer is yes. Access the presence of God this year. Here's what I felt like somebody needed to hear tonight. Like I was praying, and I was like, Lord, give me something to say tonight. And I felt like this is what he wanted me to say to you. Did you know that this is not just about you? you should, I'm not trying to just say you should want to do this. I'm telling you that God longs for your presence. God longs to be with you. God desires fiercely the spirit that he's caused to dwell within you. He wants to spend time with you. You move his heart when you spend time with him. When you access his presence and you say, here I am, God. And you spend time in the word and you spend time in prayer. You spend time in worship. You spend time in confession. You spend time in fasting, whatever it is. And you access the presence of God. God is moved by that. Don't just take my word for it. How about James 4, 5? Do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he's caused to dwell in us? Did you know that's in the Bible? 
Let me read that again. Do you think scripture says without reason that God jealously longs for the spirit he's caused to dwell in us? That's in the Bible. Does that move your heart just a little bit? That God's heart is moved when you access his presence. You, Justin, Donovan, Abby, Evelyn, Elliot, Gabrielle, come on. God's moved by you individually when you decide to access his presence. Finally, guys, remember the privilege that it is that we could access God's presence. This is, it's such a privilege. Like there was a, there was the greatest cost. The blood of God was spilt. He died himself so that you could be with him for forever. That's not just like a nice thought. That's reality. God jealously longs for the spirit he's caused to dwell in you. Let's pray. As, as uh, we get ready to worship, there's going to be leaders around the room who want to pray with you. And as I close in prayer, you can come up when we start singing to the front and you can get prayer from leaders. You can also use the prayer wall. Let's read the word this year, guys. Let's pray this year. Let's move God's heart as we access his presence, stepping into the calling of God on your life. It's more than just about you. It's about eternity. It's about others. It's about your generation. Jesus, I pray over these students right now. God, would you bless them? Fill them with your spirit afresh. Would they access your presence this year? It's been paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. Would they access your presence, God? Would they practice the spiritual disciplines? Would we practice the spiritual disciplines? Would we go deeper in you, God? It's bigger than us, just us, Lord. It's, it's about you. It's about your story. Please, Jesus, move our hearts. Break out hunger for God in us, God. I'm desperate for you, Lord. We're desperate for you. We need you. We love you in Jesus' name.